0: Welcome to another edition of Inside City Hall, where we tell you the who's, the whys, and the hows of everything happening inside your city hall in Oregon City. Today, I am joined by our finance director, Matt Zook, who has probably one of the most difficult jobs in the city, if, if I say so myself. Being math challenged, I, I, I think that lines up. But um, Matt, I appreciate you coming in because, I mean, it's never not a busy time, but we're just coming off of one of the busiest times for a finance department in any city, and that's budget season. So, I wanted to first talk to you and and give everybody a chance to understand what goes into the budget preparation process, because I watched you this season, and holy cow, y'all have a lot of work going on.
1: Well, thanks, Jared. Um, Good to be here with you, and yes, it is a busy time of the year. Um, Speaking of uh, that time frame, we basically uh, start at the end and work backwards, so Oregon budget law requires every government to have a uh, budget adopted by June 30th, um, either on a fiscal year basis or a single year basis or a two-year basis. Oregon City does a two-year budget. Is there an advantage to that? I believe there is an advantage to doing a two-year budget, uh, primarily because you are uh, mobilizing your resources once and it's generally easier to, it's it's not that onerous to come up with a two-year projection versus a one-year projection. It's all within a reasonable scope of time that we uh, can kind of know what we're, we're looking at. So I think it's a, it's a great advantage to uh, mobilizing once every two years rather than every
0: year. So kind of uh, walk through as, as easily as you can, because I mean, I understand this is complex, but so kind of walk through what the process is for somebody who is new to municipal government or doesn't understand the whole budgeting process and everything that happens to make this come together.
1: Sure, sure. Well as I said we uh, have a deadline of June 30 so we work backwards and we generally start in January of each uh, budget cycle and so uh, that uh, begins with us taking a look at where we're at in the uh, in the current you know two year budget and first of all coming up with an estimate of where we think we'll be at the end of you know the 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 biennial budget that we're in so that begins with with really first setting a budget calendar and that budget calendar is distributed to, you know, the budget committee, the department heads, and everybody that's involved in that process. And it's actually quite, uh, quite, uh, packed as you alluded to, uh, you know, we begin with the, uh, the internal process of gathering numbers and doing estimates for the current biennial budget that we're in so that we kind of have an estimate where we're going to start the future budget cycle. And so, uh, again, in January, <clears throat> we generally have about a, well, a year and a half's worth of actual data, and we then can estimate where we're going to be. And then uh, we basically begin to estimate the different components of the budget for the, the upcoming two years. So that involves one of the highest uh, costs of the city is, is our payroll. And uh, because we are a service organization, we have, um, you know, a... Um, between one and two hundred employees, and so uh, finance works with the departments to estimate our payroll. Uh, the departments begin to estimate the things that they believe they will need in the next uh, two years. So, uh, materials uh, and professional services, you know, any capital projects, and by capital I mean things that that uh, have a value longer than a year. So that might be your inf- infrastructure projects, your um, uh, street projects etc and so we we take about uh, f- about six weeks internally maybe uh, maybe seven to come up with those numbers and then those numbers are, are sent to the finance department and we begin to assemble a large budget uh, document and as a matter of perspective the city has 15 different funds which a fund represents a a source of money that is uh, de- generally dedicated to a particular purpose. Uh, we have the general fund, which is the largest, and that's where most uh, of the revenue goes for you know property taxes and uh, other revenues we bring in. But then there are also other funds such as our water fund, or wastewater fund, our stormwater fund, our
0: transportation fund, and then
1: other specific services that we offer.
0: Like- so those those funds are all generated from different revenue streams and as such they're dedicated to a specific cause, correct? Right, Okay. right, right.
1: With the general fund being the one that has the most discretion. And so that's generally what catches most people's attention is, where's my property tax going? Yeah. So, so we begin to assemble that and then begin the internal review process. Um, myself, uh, my finance staff, department heads, and the uh, city manager all come together and uh, determine where we're gonna be at with all their different uh, requests. Oftentimes, we'll put some parameters around what uh, departments can request. You know, are we looking at a uh, you know lean year or a, or a good year uh, or a good future? Uh, so then after we uh, assemble all the numbers, we get together and, and have meetings. And so basically, by the time uh, we are done, we prepare what's called the proposed budget document. And that is actually uh, step one of the three-step... Uh, process that's re- prescribed by Oregon budget law. And so the budget officer, the city manager, uh, is responsible for preparing that proposed budget and putting it out to the public. And then uh, he has a budget message, uh, and then the budget committee comes together to review and deliberate over the proposed budget. So, unique to Oregon budget uh, law is uh, the budget committee process um, for every elected official of the governing body. And in this case, Oregon City has five. Elected members, a mayor and four commissioners. Uh, there is an appointed member uh, from the city that uh, from the residents, yes, yeah, from residents in the city uh, that uh, join you know the budget committee. And so, uh, in our case, for the city of Oregon City, we have you know a ten-member budget committee. And so, we prescribe uh, as many meetings as we think we'll need to get through that process. Uh, Oregon City has uh, done it done the review process in as few as one meetings and you know this last uh, budget cycle Jerry we had four meetings and so um, you know that was a request to essentially kind of slow down the process a bit and have a little bit more time between meetings and so we actually began our our budget meetings in uh, late April and carried uh, that through uh, May 18th and so that time was was uh, spent presenting the numbers uh, in the budget asking uh, answering questions from the budget committee uh, hearing some of the requests from the public um, it's a public process so the public gets to uh, participate and comment on those uh, what they're seeing in the in the budget and then from there uh, once the budget committee feels like they have uh, heard enough and, and deliberated over, the issues that they feel are important, the final process of the budget committee is to actually approve the budget. And they have to do that with a a majority vote, majority of the committee. So uh, at a minimum, a six yes vote uh, must be
0: cast. And then once that's done, the budget committee's process is complete. And then that budget then goes before the city commission for theoretically approval, because they are part of that budget committee that, that, that approved it. But... It, not that it that it happens, but I guess changes could still happen from that point on. But generally, it's pretty much goes forward as put forward by the budget committee. Correct?
1: Generally, yeah. There are times uh, that the approved budget that comes out of the budget committee process uh, actually does change. Uh, the third step in the Oregon budget law process is for the the governing body, which now just becomes the five elected members, to uh, to adopt the budget, and the key word is the is adopting. That distinguishes what the uh, the governing body does versus approving the budget, which is what the committee does. So, uh, in this case, um, you know there are certain parameters around which a governing body can change the budget. Um, they can they can change the budget unilaterally uh, away from whatever the budget committee did. Uh, Within certain parameters they may have to re-advertise you know a a meeting and uh, hold a second uh, public hearing Um, but generally um, you don't see a lot of changes at that at that point so um, you know oregon city's had a pretty um, you know pretty well vetted process i've heard some good things from the budget committee about um, what was laid out i think the the four meetings that we did this this year uh, were were well received. Uh, the budget committee did a really good job digging in and understanding some of the issues that the city is facing.
0: So, it's kind of a difficult tightrope walk almost for what what the department heads have to do in terms of coming up with a budget because they have to look at, at at the needs that they know, the the desires of the community, and the priorities of the commission and try to balance all of that together when putting forward their proposed budget to the finance department, which then assembles everything. So that's why when it actually gets to the budget committee, there's a lot of discussion and, and hearing because, you know, those priorities may change or, you know, different uh, groups may come up and, and bring new information to light. So, you know, th- that's why, if somebody's if asking, I mean, with, would you say that's why there is there is some of that discussion and, and give and take or whatever?
1: There is. And actually, you know, you brought up a great point, which I failed to mention earlier, which was the, the, uh, the very uh, pinnacle of the budget process is uh, Oregon City has a, a commission uh, goal setting session every, you know, every two years. And that really, uh, you know, drives the budget process for us to uh, you know, hear what's on the commission's uh, desires and uh, vision for the future. And then uh, shape the budget to ensure that those things can happen, uh, as well as continue the operational needs that the staff has to deal with on a daily basis. So uh, there is a, uh, a process that's really is allows that allows the budget cycle to be responsive to you know the governing body, and then uh, downward to the uh, the citizens and the staff. And it's really a lot a lot of you know back and forth conversations that happen through
0: that process. One of the, the documents, that, well, not one of the, the the primary document that comes out of this process is the budget book. And, and when I say book, I mean, this literally is like a Tolstoy-esque huge thing. I mean, we're talking hundreds of pages of information here. And this is something your team assembles generally on a fairly tight timeline. And this year, it was an even tighter timeline than the normal budget process is, correct? Right, right. And you know
1: the the budget that we produce uh, is is available on the the city's website and um, you know printable uh, and it is meant uh, our intent we recognize that not everybody understands budget law or budget process but it's, it's really meant to be a readable document. In fact, I would point to that document uh, before I would even point to the the audited financial statements because um, you know there's a lot of good explanation about what the city is doing, what some of the limitations are, you know. Each department has gone through in you know in detail. So as you said, it's a you know a couple hundred plus page document that um, we chose. We choose a, a a certain level of depth to go into and present numbers at. There's obviously a lot more depth behind those numbers, and sometimes you know the desire of the of the committee is to you know dig in deeper into a particular you know, area. And we experienced that this this last uh, you know budget cycle, but. Uh, we believe that the budget document is is you know very readable and describes uh, at a at a you know mid level uh, viewpoint what each department does and what each you know fund the purpose of that is and that sort of thing. So um, we do also uh, uh, part of the city's goal is to submit that document to um, a national association, uh, basically a an award process. Uh, that has a, a stringent list of requirements that an, or a good budget document should have and so Oregon City has uh, been following that uh, stringent process and submitting to the government finance Officers association um, every two years to receive that that uh, distinguished budget award and so that also helps shape what we do and what information is is
0: uh, provided in there so when will we find out if uh, this current budget uh, gets the uh, North Earth the recognition once again?
1: That's a great question. It generally takes about a year <laughs> It's to, a big document I get that. Yeah, <laughs> And there are, you know, if you consider there's 241 cities in Oregon, 36 counties and a lot of other, you know, every uh, every state has uh, participates in this process. So that's it takes it some time to get that, but
0: kind of going into not really specifics but some some of the logistics behind this i mean it's always a, a difficult process but this had to be uh, even more difficult for the department heads for your department as we're dealing with some of the most unpredictable inflation rates that have, that have been out there you know a lot of changes that's, that's hard to anticipate costs have increased while our revenues haven't really gone up that much I mean, basically, we're dealing with the same problems that all the households are in terms of costs going up, revenue not really matching it. So, how does that play into the budget process? That's a great question. It's really a matter of you
1: know, prioritization. Uh, obviously, we have limited resources, just like um, just like you know, basically, most people do. And so, you know, we have to uh, determine, you know, what what do we want to. What can we continue? And then also there's always that pressure of, you know, what new things can we continue to do for the citizens? You know, we, uh, there's always, there's a tremendous amount of great ideas and great needs that people have in our cities, our city wants to uh, see happen. Uh, So we have to often uh, differentiate between discretionary funds and dedicated funds, you know, and in the, one of the most important, I think, uh, tables in the budget document is a page uh, towards the front that actually distinguishes between what's really discretionary versus what money does the city have that can only go towards that purpose. So we use that to frame the conversation when we talk about uh, limited resources because that helps us understand we have to make choices. Uh, you know, every day about what we spend our our funds on. Uh, we we go through the public process and hear the desires and the needs uh, often. Uh, in fact, almost every year, there's more needs than than resources. But uh, I think that through the prioritization process, uh, we, uh, we we can get to where we need to be, and we make some tough choices. Now, something that's unique uh, that people might not understand is that there's a there's opportunity to change the budget, you know, throughout the budget cycle, or throughout the budget year. There is you know? flexibility as if something you know unexpected happens. Exactly. Yeah. So if we get some, uh, you know, for example. Uh, American Rescue Plan Act funds that came uh, from the federal government in the last several years, uh, you know, we uh, we got a little bit more than we anticipated. Uh, you know, basically, I think it's a year after we uh, got the, the initial number, and you know, sometimes uh, you know uses are allowable uses change, uh, and so that can trigger sometimes a, a supplemental budget. Sometimes we you know have cost overruns, like you mentioned. Sometimes the uh, the cost of a capital project will um, be driven by, say, the cost of cement or the cost of materials, cost of services, and that does uh, trigger uh, supplemental budget. So that that actually points to another topic, which the city has uh, reserves that it, you know, uh, must maintain in order to continue, can guarantee con- continuity of services. So uh, we have an ending fund balance uh, policy for our general fund that requires us to have two months' worth of uh, operations uh On hand, and we actually um, can categorize those as basically being unable to be spent, so that there is not a uh, unless there's a natural disaster or or an act of God or something to that effect, very major. And that actually helps preserve, uh, you know, future resources for you know future budget years. And then, of course, we have operating contingency that we use for the unanticipated, uh, can use for unanticipated. you know, needs might arise. So we continue to monitor the budget throughout the year. Um, We're moving into some uh, longer range planning. Uh, We're really trying to tighten that uh, discipline up and uh, that's something that we'll be working on in the next uh, two years.
0: One thing I referenced was revenue. And I I think it's important to note that the, and, and you mentioned property taxes, that that property tax rate is something that's set by the city commission. The, the city staff, just, just in any other form of government, commission sets policy, city staff enacts the policy. Um, so I, I think it's important to note that people should understand that that property tax, what that rate is. And actually, there's, our, our property tax rate is substantially lower than, I think, just about every other community in Oregon, correct?
1: Not necessarily, um, Oregon's budget or excuse me Oregon's property tax uh, rules are uh, unique um, than from basically any other state and um, you know back in the in the late 90s uh, m- there was some legislation through the you know uh, the, the election or the, the election process that uh, changed the way Oregon um, property taxes work and so uh, there is a uh a prescribed maximum that each city has, it's different for each city, but in the case of Oregon City, we are allowed to levy no more than $5.05 uh,
0: per thousand uh, of assessed value. So I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing my phone here for somebody who, who could, well, nobody can see because this is not a visual medium, but um, I was discussing this earlier with somebody. So we're actually 65 cents below that maximum assessed value
1: correct we yes our, our, the levy that the city the levy rate that the city uh, Commission has approved uh, is four dollars and forty cents per thousand and so uh, there is you know a, a wide margin that a lot of cities don't have and I'd say you know maybe 10
0: at the most uh, cities in Oregon, actually under levy what they
1: what they can
0: and that and that's where this i was going with this because according to an article that just came out today in the business tribune and i accidentally clicked the link so let me go back here um by the start of this fiscal year which is next week oregon city will be one of only two communities in the state that have not hit their maxed allowable tax levy rate so that that i mean that's an interesting thing that to note that that is something that I don't want to say hampers what the budget process is, but I mean, it definitely plays a major role in how you are able to put together a document.
1: I think there is a choice that the citizens and the, and the electeds have to make regarding where they set that tax. And I, you know, there was some discussion about that, this last uh, budget, uh, budget cycle. Um, But I think Oregon city does have a unique uh, capacity to, to grow into needs. Now, obviously you, know, you uh, reach that limit and, and you can't exceed that. But uh, there's some there's some reasons why Oregon City, you know, under levies, and uh, some of that has to do with,
0: um, you know, past delivery of service from, from agencies that are now independent of Oregon City. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We used to have a fire department that became part of Clackamas Fire District. So the city, and I couldn't tell you the year, but the city lowered the levy rate to compensate for no longer having to pay for that. That's right. That's right.
1: So... Anyways, a lot, lot of history, you know. There, the uh, beyond the scope of this conversation, but yes, uh, Oregon City does does have that uh, unique uh, distinction of underleving the amount of taxes that they actually can levy.
0: Um, Moving away from budget a little bit, because I'm, I'm sure you'd love to do that now that if we've committed to me through the process. But I think it's important to note that I mean, even though the budget process is over, it's not like finance department gets to sit back, kick their feet up, and chill until the next process. Because right after budget process, you go into the audit process. Correct. So, kind of explain what that is uh, for people, how that works, and, and the fact that we're we always do very well in that process. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, Oregon uh, Oregon law requires every uh, government to go through an audit. Uh, There's certain sizes of governments that might be small enough that they don't they require that. But uh, yeah, we we uh, hire an independent. Uh, uh, auditing municipal auditing firm that's licensed with the state to to perform those services and uh they come in every year uh, generally it takes um from uh you know june july through uh, it has to be completed by the end of december of each calendar year but uh that's a process where they uh, there's some uh rigid um you know valuations that uh, the cpas do they you know review um you know, actual documents, they look at processes, internal controls, you know, things like that. And then we also produce our own, you know, financial statements and they uh, test those for, uh, you know, uh, reasonable and material, uh, you know, effectiveness of these to represent the finances of the city uh, as uh, as they should. And so uh, then at the, e- at the end of each uh, audit cycle, we're... Uh, uh, given an opinion of those financial statements and the city of Oregon city has uh, received a, a clean opinion for um, as far back as I can re- remember. So uh, yeah, but that's a process that uh, we end up um, you know, producing a document very much like, <laughs> as, as big as the, as the budget document, but a little bit more technical, a little bit more governed by um, not just Oregon state law, but also, um, you know, the AICPA with the, Association of Independent uh, uh, Certified Public Accountants and, um, and other you know, overlays uh, federal, federal any federal money that the city receives also receives uh, an extra level of review and is reported to the, the government uh, the federal government so yeah it's a it's another cyclical process that we uh, can count on just m-
0: <laughs> and just as much as the budget process just like clockwork <laughs> right. So you mentioned earlier the, the budget committee, and it is uh, half of it is comprised by uh, lo- just local volunteers. How can somebody get involved in that process should they want to volunteer for the budget committee? Well, first of all, I'll say, Jared, that the budget committee is actually probably one
1: of the most exciting, vibrant uh, com- ways of volunteering. with <laughs> But the you're same. not biased at all. I am not biased. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, ha- we see some of the you know, best people um, coming forward and just really engaging in that process. So I, I would uh, direct people to two different sources. One, you can reach out to me, and, and my information is on the city's website. Uh, also, there is uh, a volunteer page uh, under uh, the, the committee's page of the uh, city's website, and you can go there to uh, find a, an application. And, and there's you know, obviously uh, very many uh, opportunities for other committees, but um, you, know, you can select the budget committee.
0: And we actually um,
1: welcome people to do that. Look, always look forward to working with people.
0: Fantastic, Matt. Thanks for coming in today. I'll let you go back to making your novel for the uh, audit. Um, Again, if you need to or are interested in applying for that committee or just learning about the budget, you can find all that information on the city's website, orcity.org. Again, orcity.org. Find everything you need there. And thank you for listening to Inside City Hall. We'll talk with you next time.